Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, February 19th, 2023. Today on the Ether, NFT boozy brunch. Boozy? Boozy. Like drinking, right? Yeah. Boozy brunch. NFTs as DAO tokens with Sky Monks, hosted by Cosmos Joe. And I think the dude from Tori. Let's take a listen. All right, everybody. Thanks for being patient. I know it's the morning. It's the morning where I'm at. Usually I do these on Friday, but welcome, welcome, welcome. Technically, this is NFT happy hour, but it's the brunch edition because I could not get it done on Friday with my schedule, but I'm kind of glad it worked out that way because I have two projects that I'm really interested in learning more about the recent developments. But if you're joining for the first time or listening on TerraSpace's podcast version, my name is Joe. I go by Cosmos DeFi on Twitter, Gmail, Medium, and YouTube. And this is a Twitter space for all things NFT, multi-chain NFT spaces. And if you don't know of me, I'm just an NFT collector. And I use the spaces to highlight what the creators are building in the space. If you're a creator yourself, feel free to reach out. You could set up a free promotion. You could co-host one of these bad boys with me if you want to. And I also have a YouTube channel where I cover multiple ecosystems, multiple Web3 crypto topics. And my links are in my profile. If you're interested, I have a link tree where you could request some kind of promotion, giveaway, anything like that. I always appreciate the new subs as well. So I'm going to give Jacob the microphone first. I know... Um, I know Ferryman is here from Territory. My guests are not only Territory, but Jacob from Skymonks slash Atlas Dow, of which I'm a member. And look, if we will keep things moving, so if there's anything we don't get to, just join their discords or follow their socials so you could, you could pick up anything that we did miss. And just a couple things before we get started that caught my attention this week around Cosmos. Uh, we have on Stargaze, Rebels began their NFT staking two days ago, and they're aiming for 70% staked. I'm going to make a video on how to do this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on Twitter instead of YouTube. It'll be a really short, like, two-minute video, hopefully. And then Space Skellies, one of the top projects recently by far, um, their, their elixir burning mechanic, which is not like NFT staking, but they had to build something on their own to get this done. It should be coming today, maybe tomorrow, and uh, you'll be able to burn four skellies to get a new NFT, which is a spaceship. I'll, if I find anything relevant to that as we do this space, I'll pin it up to the top. On Omniflix, there's going to be NFT awards, which were voted on by community members on Wednesday. It's going to be streamed. Um, I'm going to host it with Maria from Women of Cosmos. 
uh, and that should be fun. As I have more information, I'll share that. For, as far as territory blockchain goes, they're present today. So I'll let them speak about their own project. And then on Juno, we have news related to Atlas DAO, Sky Monks. I'll let Jacob speak on that. So let me bring up speakers here. And by the way, for speakers, if you have any links, put them in the thread as well as pin them to the top because once the spaces closes, the nest disappears. So I think that's the best thing for everybody. I think that's the best thing for everybody. Jacob, how are you? Hey, what's up, Jason? How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Excited to hear about Sky Monk's news. And uh, Ferryman, I'll give you the mic also. You could come up and start pinning your important links. And actually, Jacob, we know the history of my spaces with getting rugged. I'll invite you to co-host in case my phone explodes while we're talking about something important yeah, you are known for that you know <laughs> my, my phone is seven years old and i only use it for twitter spaces <laughs> and uh I, I hopefully it can hang on for a couple more what happened i thought you got a new phone or something like that yeah but you know what my new phone doesn't work great with my like my my headphones and my microphone and for me this works the best my old phone with a really cheap headset Works pretty good, but you know, hopefully, we could actually run Twitter Spaces directly from a computer, and I know it can be done through an emulator, but I haven't tried it yet. Maybe I'll try it this week. But um, why don't you? I did pin an article about Cosmic Sky Monks. Why don't you bring people up to speed first about that collection, and then we could get into the the DAO developments if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, so Sky Monk, uh we originally launched on on stargaze and we are still on stargaze we have our main collection on stargaze called skymarks and it's uh 800 sets and that was launched last year between may and june something like that and so far one thing we did uh, early on um so all the funds from the project we as a founder actually do not take any profit from it and just take it and that Fun is still in the control of Skymax Older, and I'm waiting for Stargaze DAO DAO tooling to be live so we can transfer that to uh to DAO so the NFT holders can can own it. Where is that? Sorry, where is that? Um, where are those funds? They're just held in a wallet on Juno on Stargaze. So the, part of that fund is old on Stargaze. We add some um on on Juno and on Multisig. But as of one now, you can't uh, enter chain stake with other uh, platform or the blockchain to earn rewards. So you choose to stake it on, on one wallet for now. But um, as related to our new collection, um, we launched that collection last year between, I think, November or something like that. And one thing that happened with that collection, we didn't do as well on Juno because we launched on Loop and do a lot, a lot of drama on Juno right now. And, and there was a lot of thing. <laughs> there was a lot of thing to do to at least get a collection minted. And the the Juno NFT scene wasn't like the 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 brightest um as related to Stargate. So, but one thing that I of myself I always learned from like uh, everything in life in general. So I was uh I had to go thinking about like what can I do um different uh with uh, this collection that launched on Juno. I didn't do well. What can I do um, to bring more value to others and also creating something new? So one thing that uh, I did come on my was kind of like 
of a different version of liquid staking in a sense. So what if we could uh, have like the NFTs backed by token in a sense, where the NFT holders will be able to swap uh, that token at any time they want. So I was gonna like do it in a way that decentralized. So the goal of that collection is the the we made already uh, last year. So three hundred and twelve NFT was minted from that collection. Out of because the total supply for that collection is two thousand nine hundred. So out of that, only three hundred twelve was minted. So you could say that was a flop in a sense. Um, but one. Yeah, but you know, I don't. I don't think the collection was a flop. I think that the marketplace launchpad was was at least partially responsible because I felt that some of the projects launching on on Loop were very good projects. And I was shocked that Juno community didn't support the projects just because there was negative sentiment towards Loop, the marketplace and Loop, the team. But your your NFTs that you put on Loop, those were the first NFTs of that kind, right? They were generative music NFTs, which I, I would have minted just to have them, even if I didn't care about Atlas DAO or SkyMonks. Yeah, so we, we were like the first generative music NFT with PFP, uh, or PFP in a sense. So that, that, that was pretty cool. And one thing with that music aspect, every single cosmic scammer is attached to a different kind of music. Not all of them are like the same sound. So you could literally click on any cosmic scammer right now and, and listen to the, to the short song music aspect. So that's about 60 seconds. So you could listen to it. So that, that was pretty cool. So I was like, what can I add on to that uh, to make, even make it more valuable for like either your collector or like your DJ NFTs. So the we made the we launch, technically we will just reopen the NFT. So we did close the launch patch so you couldn't make anymore. So one now we'll just open it back up on March first. So the main would be twenty seventh Juno, but the difference is uh you will own thirty Juno back. So that will be yours forever. So that would be the DAO. So it's not going to be controlled by me so or by like a few people. So if you own a scam or cash scam, you can stick it in the DAO in a sense. And you have governance aspect in the whole project. But the goal is, wait, let me ask about, is the tooling ready for that or it will be ready soon? Uh, so, so the way we're going to work it as of now, because you can't automate this fully, like for you to swap your NFT for your cosmic scammer so the first stage will be to stake the fund so out of the 37 juno that you pay or you can say to met uh more of the cashmere scammer 34 juno will go back to the dial in a sense and each nft will be back by 30 juno so they will work so they will um were you saying something define i was just going to say and when you say the nft is backed by 30 juno they're redeemable for 30 Juno if people don't want them anymore. Yeah, so let's say in a possible future, you're like, uh, I don't want to be back on Cosmic, cosmic Scammer anymore. You can just uh, redeem the 30 Juno. You just have to wait for the 20 days. That's, that's about it. Um, and, and one thing that I see that, so that kind of like gave the NFT a little bit of backing. Let's say in a possible future, if you're a Juno Maxi, you think Juno will go up, so you can just pop your, if you have more than 30 Juno, you can just buy a couple NFT and park your Juno there. And that's that's kind of cool. And also, 
also well it's it's also cool if you actually want to participate in the DAO, right? So you're you're one you were one of the first DAOs in the Cosmos ecosystem, right? But the, the Cosmic Sky Monks is backed by a different wallet than the original Sky Monks on Stargaze. Is that right? Yeah, so the Cosmic Sky Monk is different for the Sky Monk. So our first collection, that one is backed by stars. That one is backed by four eighty stars. But the one in Kaz and Juno will be backed by Juno. So that'll be twenty Juno. But yeah, so that's 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 the way it work. And the way we plan on doing the the swapping mechanism, uh, since Dao Dao, because the Dao is on Dao Dao. So since Dao Dao have the functionality of you can make a prop, you can change every aspect of the of the project. The way uh, I'm thinking of doing it, um, if you wanna swap your NFTs, you can just uh, send the NFT onto the Dao. And let's say by the end of the week or every two weeks, uh, we can make a prop to unstake uh, the the amount of Juno that that that, that NFC that was sent to the DAO, and we can uh, send it back to the user by a prop. So everything will be happening to a prop for the most part. But one now after that, we'll work together to make it like fully. Automist, so you don't have to vote. You can just add it in the background. Um, so what is all right? And you, you, sorry, you mentioned about like if you're a Juno Maxi, you could pick up these NFTs, and they're always going to be redeemable. Even if you're not a Juno Maxi, what what the trend has been for NFTs is that they hold up really well against the layer one token, even as the price is plummeting. Right? You could see that on Stargaze. You could see it on Ethereum. You could see it on any chain. Even the even the mediocre, let's say, average collections have have done really well against the layer one token. So let's say you, you buy your Cosmic Sky Monk for 27 Juno, and let's say the price of Juno drops by 50%. Generally, what's been happening is in that layer one token on the secondary market, the price just goes up. So NFTs, for people that have really paid attention, if you were buying NFTs a year ago, Against that layer one token, you're doing really well, most likely, unless you just bought a bunch of trash, right? Um, and and look no further than Bad Kids, which minted for a hundred, and some of them are selling for ten thousand stars. So, and I mean, obviously, that's one of the better collections. But even the the quote unquote average collections did really well against layer one tokens, whether they went up or down. Yeah, true, true. And also, one thing uh, I wanted to do, I wanted to fully decentralize the the collection. For me, I'm a big fan of like open source decentralized decentralization. Because for me, I just want the project to succeed um, for for in the long term. So I'm not really worried about royalty fees or, or like making like a big profit out of it. So the goal would be so the NFTs, 100% of the royalty will go to the DAO. So right now, I'm the one doing this manually to send the, the royalty fee to the DAO. Um, but I'm working toward changing the address for the royalty fee to the DAO. So even that aspect of the project, will be in the control of the NFT holders. And also I'm I'm working also to change the admin key for the contract also to the DAO. So uh in a sense I want it to be fully decentralized. So there's no way myself or any other person can just change it. Your the only way to change anything you have to own uh Cosmic Scamont and make a prop and, and make it happen. Um and also there's other thing um so as to the for the early days of the project to do the um 
uh, NFTs to send the rewards to uh, to the NFTs. So we'll kind of have a council of like voted people in to do the 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 to send the the rewards to to holders for the first maybe for the first couple months. But in general, by owning a cash scammer, you can stick in the DAO. You have governance aspect, and you also be earning. Uh, the staking rewards that you stake with Juno, and also the royalty fees if that uh, if that pickups or over time. And one thing also, you'll be able to still vote in Juno governance. It's not just oh you own an NFT, you lose your voting because with that DAO, you can vote on Juno. So and also one thing I'm looking to do because uh, uh, I saw a lot of uh, big good validator on Juno when able to stay on active set or like they don't have that much support. And one thing I'm looking to do is to stick uh, with, is have the stick with community driving validators. So if this project becomes successfully, I'm, I'm looking, I think we should have about 77,000 Juno in the, in, in the, in the, in the DAO controlled by NFT holders. So we'll be sticking with community driving of validators. So let's say like Spark IBC, Zenshin Lab, Neda DAO, all these other validators and to help them also uh, in Juno because uh, I'm, I'm, I want I also want Juno to succeed and if there's anything I can do uh, to make it happen and that, that that's what I'll do and for me it's not it's everything is not about profit sometimes you want your baby to go so this NFT is kind of like my baby <laughs> in the sense you can say I'll do anything to make it happen to make it successful in in the in the long term. Uh, I'm not worried about like uh, like the short term aspect of like oh the all TV or like the uh, how much I'm gonna make in the short term. If this is successful, that's gonna like set me out there. Like I'm a I'm a founder of a project that becomes successful, and I can keep and I I want to build the trust. You know what I mean? Keep building that trust uh, with Juno member because I I work hard on like on Skymark and and Cosmic Skymark and like when we launched last year. Cosmic scammer didn't do as well as expected. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> We're gonna bear market. So now let's just think again, like in other ways you can do um to build value. Because one thing I learned is everything that happened bad, you gotta take responsibility for it in a sense, even if it's not your fault. So if you're not go that sense. So that's that's the whole reason for cosmic scammer. We're launching, we were launching the men so you'll be able to get more. More cashmere scammer, have a Juno backing, and let's grow this this community of of Juno builders. And also keep in mind, our first collection, it's not forgotten. So if you own a scammer, our first OG collection, um, that one is backed by 480 stars. And one thing we plan on doing, five percent of the reward generated with the DAO, if everything becomes successful, will be transferred to scammer holders. But in the long term. The goal is to launch Atlas DAO. So, Cosmic Scammer will be more kind of like a sub DAO of Atlas DAO. And in the future, we plan on doing more. So, if you want to join our Discord, you can uh, go in the fact channel. You should be able to learn more about the, the general project. Uh, because more for me, it's because more for Perfect. Yeah, so. yeah, that's, re- that's really good. Yeah. Because, you know, some people, even if you're new to NFTs, you don't have to just buy a whole bunch and, and, get started that way. I think if you're going to join a project that's very long-term focused, 
it's better to join the discord look look at the facts and then maybe you would prefer one collection over the other if you want to be a part of the dow i i have both i think um i definitely minted both i got i got um the, i like the cosmic sky monks i'm i'm actually surprised that so many collections like yours just did really poorly on loop um from the end users viewpoint i thought loop looked really good it looked very user friendly but the juno community for whatever reason i they they support these like uh degenerate layer two tokens but not nfts from doxed proven creators it's, it blows my mind but that's just how it was hopefully it changes but um so the discord by the way is atlas dow discord or sky monk discord? so we have one discord atlas dow because cosmic Skymonk perfect is part of atlas dow and let me just summarize um atlas dow for for a second uh so atlas dow i kind of launched the discord early on last year between february um, so that was the time where we were in a bull market. Everybody was making a lot of money and all that. <laughs> we had like really high yield and all that craziness. Um, so I would say I make like a pretty decent amount and I like, and I lose most of it anyway in the bear market. But I only like to do something that can provide for people in need, like charitable calls and all that. But um, so I launched it. I wanted to like uh, to build a, a decentralized community of, of builders, and for the long term, to kind of build uh, like uh, affordable housing and all that thing. But one thing that I figured out that would be hard and unexpected. So I kind of dialed down in this and put that like more as a long term, and and build. Why not just build the trust of the community and kind of like build project and kind of like make it successful for the most part and in that way i can attract more builders uh to build my grand vision for for atlas also um so casual scammer is part of atlas dow scammer is part of atlas dow uh, to build this larger vision of kind of like give back to people in need but do it in a decentralized and, and trust trustless manner which is not easy to be done because i, I know nita dow any other down in juno or any other aspect or like struggling to kind of like get community interaction because most one thing i don't get like most people want to be part of the dad they just want to free ride on on a down in a sense so they don't want to participate but at the end of the day everybody got to participate to make it successful so it's it's kind of hard to kind of like you're building something you want to get more people to be involved with it but most people won't be like, I want to buy an NFT, stay there and not doing anything and just hopefully getting free, <laughs> free stuff, you know, but, so, but yeah. yeah, I think, I think one of the, one of the bad habits are people, they mint NFTs, the price doesn't go up 10 X and then they, every day they go into the discord and they're, they're begging the project founders to like somehow magically change the price of the floor. But, um, uh, everything sounds really good. This is a good development. You're backing the Cosmic Sky Monks. It's going to give people incentive to uh, to mint. There's definitely an arbitrage opportunity there for people that really don't care about NFTs in the first place. And I think that's going to be uh, that. If people understand that, I think you will draw in some a couple people at least who never thought about minting anything on Loop. I'll probably mint another. I got two two cool ones from you. 
last time. Um, do you mind sticking around even as we talk to territory over here? I want to bring them in before we go too much further into yeah, this. Yeah, so I can stay on for like one hour more. I have to leave. Cool. Well, all right. All right. No, no problem. No problem. And I did draw, I drew some prizes while you were talking. So um, airdrop scanner won a Sunnyside Reaper. I'll, I DM'd him already to uh, send me the address. And then for retweeting the, um, the spaces post, for retweeting that it's the one with the uh the thumbnail with the nfts on it i drew a winner for a thousand joe tokens and it was actually maria so maria you got to send me your joe address if you have one and if people want to keep retweeting that i'll i'll draw another for maybe a thousand joe tokens but uh, a a rebel nfts there's one thing with oh we bought i don't know if people know that um so we've been doing like weekly giveaway on twitter so one thing we did uh, with the stars, we bought certain collection, kind of like the floor pass, like two or three, kind of like supporting other like project in Stargaze. But I we did it without sharing it at all because we just want to, we don't want it to be shared in a sense because we, we want to support project. We don't want to be like, oh, we're doing it because we want our fame and stuff like that. Um, So we can do a wearable. So we bought wearable, we bought Maria collection sometimes for like a weekly giveaway and other collection, Adora from Cosmo, Cosmic Sky, uh, from Cosmo Space and other NFT project. So we also want another project oh, cool. in the background, but we don't want to make it like, oh, we're doing it for the, for the, for the sake of it. But yeah, you can do a rebel. No okay, I'll I'll pull for that in a couple of minutes. I want to let territory jump up here. They've been waiting. I appreciate that for sure. Um, so ferryman, you're officially and Jacob, stick around for sure because I I still have a couple of questions for Cosmic Sky Monks and and Sky Monks as well. Um, ferryman, why don't you just quick introduce what you do for territory? That way we can get some context, and then I have a bunch of questions about the the platform. Yeah, sure. First off, thanks for having me and hi everyone. It was very interesting listening to you, Jay. Um, I also maybe have a couple of questions after after talking a little bit, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm co-founder and ecosystem lead at Territory. So basically uh, my day-to-day task consists of uh, working with the ops team on marketing, uh, biz dev, and also uh, creating these feedback loops on the product, trying to improve the service and uh, work with Zuma and the tech team on prioritizing all the new developments. So quite a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a marketing guy, I could say, but also uh, focused a lot on product and processes. So interesting, a uh, lot of different things to deal with on a daily basis. And uh, I also lead, um, we could say the, the play to earn topic, uh, not on the technical side, but on the strategy side for the Riot, which is the uh, first NFT project on territory and uh, our play to earn concept. Okay, is it is it fair to say, and for people that don't know, territory is a separate blockchain and they're focused on NFTs. I would say that's what you have in common with Stargaze, but it looks like your focus is very different from Stargaze yeah, maybe you guys compete, but I think that you guys bring something a different angle. Um, is it fair to say you guys are focused more on gaming? Um, to to some extent, I'd say yes, because we believe that, especially when we, when we look at the uh, NFT trends that are going on, that sooner or later there will be more and more crossover between NFT and gaming. So we like to experiment it, but if we really want to 
you know, add label to what territory is about. We, I, I believe it's um, about bringing communities together and uh, creating room for uh, coordination between Web3 communities and also trying to attract some Web2 people all the time. Because um, as, you, as you mentioned, uh, you, you could say, okay, it's kind of a competition to what Stargate is doing in the sense that we, uh, we do some NFT launchpad and marketplace. But um, this was kind of the go-to-market strategy that we had in mind in order to onboard communities. And now we are focused on building the social features of territory, uh, which we can talk about a little bit. And uh, at the end of the day, what we would like to provide is um, kind of an, an operating system for communities. So uh, whatever you, you want to do, you can create a group just in the fashion you would create a WhatsApp group. Uh, connect with your friends, with your family, with the people um, that share the same interests as you. And, uh, you know, launch a project, build something, uh, communicate on something, interact, whatever, you, whatever you, you're looking for. Um, but in a decentralized so, so rather, way. Sorry, so rather than gaming, maybe it's better to just consider it more like a social meeting place, decentralized social meeting place, and gaming will likely be a natural spinoff of that. Yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. Okay, great, great, great. Well, um, I like your platform. I, I minted a few things on here. Um, the first collection was the punks, right? Was that affiliate? That was affiliated with the actual platform, right? That was a, you're the first collection. Can you just briefly get us up to speed on that original punks collection? Yeah, so in fact, uh, the, the punks was the second collection after the riot. And, um, and uh, oh, okay, yes, I, I confused the two. I guess talk about both because they both they were they were the first two collections. Exactly, and uh, the the thing is, and it's also it also resonates with uh, what I meant by saying, um, you know, focusing first on NFTs was our go-to market strategy to get started, because basically what we tried to do is connect with teams that were already active in the space, uh, especially in Cosmos NFTs. And um, this is how the AAA Metawawa team launched the Tory Punks collection right after the riot. So it's very interesting because what we really wanted to do at first was connecting with teams that were already known, um, already managed to create some trust, you know, um, because they already uh, built something, shipped something prior to that. And this is exactly what happened with Tory Punks, which are basically the uh, the, the punks of territory chain. And uh, regarding the riot, uh, what we wanted to do was to kind of create uh, an example of uh, how it's going to look like when you launch a project on territory chain, but also on the launch pad. And we also wanted to experiment the um, play to earn slash gaming aspect of NFTs. And uh, we really want to, to go even further with this over time. So uh, I, I agree with the, you know, the gaming component. Uh, this is really something that we like and we want to experiment with. Will, will people be able to build? gaming or other tooling on the blockchain or is it only is only what the platform offers going to be the uh the applications for the chain very good point because uh we're currently in the process of um releasing the app store that we've been working on um for a few months now and the idea is for basically if you want to launch a project if it's a gaming project uh, whatever it is basically you, you can um, you can read the documentation and uh, definitely list your DAP, uh, whether it's a game, whether it's a, uh, it could be DeFi, it could be whatever, uh, on the DAP store. And uh, it's, it doesn't have to um, uh, to be linked to the chain itself um, every time. I mean, 
let's say, for instance, you want to uh, integrate a DEX on Territory Dapp Store, uh, it can be on another chain. It's not a big deal. Or it could, it can even be a DAP that's not really on the chain itself. For instance, when we're going to release the uh, messaging groups, um, it's uh, chain agnostic. Uh, it's peer-to-peer communication, so uh, there is no uh, blockchain component to it. So yeah, the, the idea is for you to, <clears throat> at the end of the day, uh, be able to list uh, whatever you're doing on the DAP store and for the users, for you and I, to be able to access all your favorite dApps um, that you use on a daily basis, but with a single UI, basically. All right, and, and as far as the UI goes, what I, one of the first things I notice is when I, when I connect my wallet, there's an option for MetaMask as well. Yep. So, yep. so can you explain that to someone who doesn't know any better? You know, what does that mean? I can connect my MetaMask to your platform, but this is a Cosmos chain, so what's going on? Yeah, very, very good point also, because uh, it, it might sound tricky, but uh, uh, what we also want to try out is to onboard more people into Cosmos um, by, you know, trying to reduce the friction as much as possible by allowing them to um, use their, their everyday go-to setup. So the idea for us is to allow for um, NFT project owners to launch their projects on the territory chain, but also on Ethereum um, and uh, soon, soon enough, that we will also add other networks, uh, I, uh, IBC, but also non-IBC networks. And uh, the idea is to create kind of uh, um, a place where you can interact with different communities, different projects from different networks. And at the end of the day, it's a way for us to try to onboard more people into Cosmos because um, if we manage, for instance, to attract some Ethereum people through the Riot Play to earn on, uh, on EVM, um, at the end of the day, they're going to get some Tory rewards and they'll probably be interested in uh, using the social feed or, you know, the tap store, uh, whatever features uh, they're into. So um, it's, it's at the same time an, um, a way for us to onboard people from other ecosystems, uh, create some onboarding into Cosmos, but it's also a way to create more interactions between active communities. Um, when you look at NFTs, for instance, um, it's interesting because it's, I, I feel like it's more and more active on Cosmos, but I still feel the gap between uh, Solana ecosystem and obviously Ethereum uh, when it comes to um, the amount of projects that are being launched, uh, the, the size of communities themselves, and you know the way they engage on Twitter, Discord, uh, social media, basically. So yeah, it, it's part of the... Uh, the vision that we have to gather all these people from these different uh, horizons and, you know, trying to reduce the friction as much as possible. So you don't have to, if you're not used to Cosmos yet, you're not used to Kepler. Um, what you're looking for is a, a cool NFT project that's going to be launched on Territory Launchpad, but it's on Ethereum. Uh, you can connect your MetaMask, you can mint it. And over time, you, you'll be probably interested in uh, interacting with all the apps, all the features of the platform. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a good strategy. And I think people that are kind of new to NFTs, I don't think people realize how much bigger Ethereum is to and, and Solana compared to all of the other NFT blockchains combined. Ethereum and Solana are like 95% of NFTs. And some people have barely even checked out OpenSea because they, you know, they, you're like, oh, I don't want to mess around with Ethereum gas fees and, you know, Solana's, the chain gets messed up sometimes, but that, that's, that's like 95% or more of the uh, NFT volume. 
And you could even include, I'm looking at the blockchain rankings right now in, in a single day, in a single day, Ethereum had $120 million in sales, just NFTs. That doesn't even include Polygon and the other layer twos, right? And Solana did um, 2 million in sales. So Ethereum is 50 times bigger than Solana. Solana is more than 50 times bigger than Stargaze. It's, it's really, I think it's a good strategy to make it friendly for those communities because some people, serious NFT collectors already have a MetaMask. They already have a Phantom Wallet. So I think it's a good strategy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, something interesting that we've we've, we've seen um, for the past months is um, when you look at Cosmos, uh, some pe- people are mostly interested in Polygon rather than Ethereum to run new projects. Um, and as you said, it's often because of the gas fee, the crazy gas fee. So it, it comes with challenges, um, especially, for instance, for the Riot EDM play to earn. We, uh, we needed to work on Phantom uh, to allow for an experience with uh, uh, with very low fees, you know, because otherwise it would be a complete nonsense compared to the uh, Tory collection experience. And um, more and more, we see that uh, because of the uh, the news with, for instance, D gods uh, and Utes moving, uh, at least announcing that they were going to move uh, to ETH and Polygon. Um, I see a crossover between um, Cosmos projects and Polygon projects. And I also see at the same time more and more people from Solana and Ethereum getting interested in uh, Matic and, you know, getting closer to Cosmos. So uh, I believe, you know, working on this kind of layer two front, but also working on uh, directly um, onboarding projects and communities that are um, on ETH layer one and Solana uh, is um, kind of a two-way strategy to, at the end of the day, create more awareness about what's going on in Cosmos and uh, probably, you know, even create um, some new meta that are not yet um, uh, common on Solana or Ethereum. To give you an example, um, earlier you were talking about SkyMonk and um, how it was really a decentralized project where basically the the DAO can uh, launch proposals and, you know, it's you can use DAO, DAO on Juno. It's very interesting. Uh, this is not very common when you look at uh, Solana projects, for instance, uh, there are a few DAO projects, you know, that you, you, you could say are really operated by the community, but it's not that common. Uh, another thing that may be interesting is, um, you know, the, the, the validator or staking revenue sharing meta that you have on Cosmos uh, that you don't have on Solana uh, nor Ethereum. Uh, most of the time, these projects are going to launch a community token, which is most of the time backed by the royalties. But um, it, it only gets uh, interesting as long as there is volume on the project. So um, when there is no more volume or, or too low a volume, obviously there is no reward for the holders. So it doesn't last for too long. But if you mix, you know, this meta of creating some um, some incentives for the holders uh, with a, a big community from Solana, or Ethereum, and the technical stack. And uh, the Cosmos meta of having this staking revenue sharing uh, mechanism, I guess it can also create an incentive for these communities to join the space and get more and more interested in what's going on in Cosmos. So quite a lot of things to try out. But uh, yeah, I I believe there is a a lot of room for improvement and more connections between these different ecosystems. How, How long do you, are you estimating it will take to start launching some of these applications that will support 
like the organizing of communities and the social engagement. Is that something like quarter two or is that more like a goal for the end of the year into next year? So to, to be as transparent as I can, um, I, I can tell you that the DAP store is basically ready. So um, the DAP store itself is not everything because obviously we, uh, we need to, to take some time to work on integration and deliver the proper documentation to other teams so they can definitely list their, their DAPs. But uh, yeah, the, the DAP store itself could be released next week um, along with maybe one or two uh, new, new, pro, um, new DAPs, new features. Um, when it comes to the social feed, which will allow you as an individual or um, a project DAO to communicate on territory, uh, it, it could be launched maybe 10 days after the DAP store is out um, because we have mostly finished with the, uh, the contracts. Right now, we're working on improving a little bit the UI and um, also parallelizing the uh, decentralized moderation topic, which is a big deal and it, it won't be out for the first version. Um, along with uh, decentralized advertising that we'd like to uh, to dig further, but uh, um, probably by Q3 this year. And um, when it comes to the, the token-gated groups, uh, we'll probably have it by Q3 as well um, because it's a, it's a huge deal for us. I mean, we, we can definitely release um, kind of an alpha version, which would not be really peer-to-peer -peer communication, but we'll also use some kind of um, web to hosting uh, on the web version of territory, but if we want the really, the real deal, the real P two P token gated groups, we need to have released the desktop version of the app uh, along with the mobile one. So it could take some some more time to uh, to finish it, and also something else um, that will be launched probably by the beginning of March or maybe um, by the March fifteen uh, will be the the freelance service marketplace. So right now on territory, you can uh, buy and sell NFTs, but soon you'll be able also to offer your services. And this is where um, territory name service will be more and more interesting because, uh, you know, along with the, the Riot, with the, the Tory Punks that launched on the launchpad, we also released the territory name service. And the idea behind is not just to have a, a, um, a cool PFP um, on the platform, but rather to have a, a decentralized user profile in which you will have a, a, um, a track record of uh, what you communicate on on the feed, uh, what are your past experiences when it comes to uh, the service marketplace, what DAOs, what communities you're part of. And the idea behind all of these features at the end of the day is to create some kind of uh, unified uh, Web3 identity for every, everyone, whether you're an individual or a group, a DAO, a community, a company, uh, whatever, you name it. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, a lot of different features to achieve the goal and the vision, but uh, yeah, we, we'll have some some release uh, probably next week for the App Store. Then we'll move on to the social feed maybe ten days later, and by March we should be able to um, to, to sell our own services. Uh, whether you're engineer, a designer, uh, a, a lawyer, uh, an accountant, uh, whatever it is, and uh, and then for the for the biggest deal, which are the the token gated groups, probably by Q3. Uh, this year, uh, along with uh, the first experimentation of um, decentralized ads, ads service. Yeah, so I mean, early on in the in the chat, I said that you guys are kind of competing with Stargaze, and that's only because the the market conditions make it tough 
to bring liquidity onto these smaller platforms. But you guys are definitely pursuing much different utility, different applications than Stargaze. Stargaze is looking more into NFT staking, um, NFT liquidity pools, and DAO tooling. You guys are pursuing applications that will support I would call it social organizing, maybe where people can set up these profiles. They can still remain anonymous. It sounds like, but have like a persona on the chain that protects, protects their identity, but they can still be social at the same time. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I even believe that at some point, uh, what we're building, what we're building um, on territory and what Stagay is doing can be uh, complementary, especially in the sense that Stagay is from what I understand is trying to onboard as many people as possible um, on Cosmos by using NFTs as a medium, but also, you know, uh, adding DeFi to NFTs, which is not our focus. Um, so I believe um, it's, uh, it's also a good way, you know, to onboard uh, new people into the space. And uh, at the end of the day, I, I really believe that we are all pursuing the same goal, which is uh, creating more awareness about uh, what's going on on Cosmos, onboarding new people from other ecosystems, but also trying to build uh, the tools we really need because at the end of the day, uh, even though you know we're, we're all into Web3 decentralization um, and so on, we're still relying on Web2 tools most of the time. Like right now, for instance, we're talking on Twitter. So yeah, I, I believe we're fairly uh, doing, uh, pursuing the same goals, but with a, a different road, um, a different uh, strategy. And um, yeah, that's very much yeah, how we, and feel I know about it. we feel about it. I know that there are people that are that don't even like to hear Web2 even being discussed, but I think it's going to be a very long time before we abandon Web2 when it comes to gaming, social, social media, things like that. And, you know, using blockchain where it makes sense and using Web2 um, infrastructure, let's say, and applications where it makes sense. I think that's going to be the norm. And it's very unrealistic to think that you could automatically do everything on a blockchain. So um, it's actually, I'm actually happy to hear you uh, talk about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, I, I mean, I, I'd say that um, it's a spectrum. Obviously, it's not like uh, a binary switch. Uh, is it Web 2? Is it Web 3? You know, more and more people talk about Web 2.5 or <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so it's kind of funny, but it's also a truth behind, I, I believe. And um, also, I, I believe something which is, at the end of the day, what the only thing that matters is, is your product good enough uh, to interest people? And this is the only way that at some point you will have more and more Web2 people uh, that don't really care about blockchain, decentralization, uh, whatever. And even Web3 people that don't care that much, because if you look at it, for instance, um, when it comes to NFTs, we, we all use Discord on a daily basis for now. Um, it's not just that, um, maybe th there is a, a lack of, um, you know, complete al alternative to this, but it's also because it's convenient. It's, it's also because it's, um, it really answers your problem right now. So, uh, the only way that at some point web three products are going to compete with this kind of web two products is to be, uh, to, to really answer the, the, the user's needs. And, um, I, I also believe that in order to do so, because obviously uh, we're not Discord, we're not Twitter, we're not, you know, these big, um, these big corporations with big budgets uh, and, you know, the, the, the big teams uh, to work on what they're doing. But the, the, the smartest way that we, uh, we found at least is to first focus on uh, small niche, you know, uh, very 
niche needs that uh, are not addressed by these platforms and over time move from one niche to another one uh, trying to to grow um, organically so that that's how we feel and uh, we believe that right now we we managed to um, you know to, to, to become live with uh, a few features a few dApps already but uh, our next goal with the, the next release is really to find the product market fit uh, to, to find the one feature that makes the people come back to the platform on a daily basis. Um, and we have a, a few different ideas about it, but uh, that's really the, uh, the next step for us, which is mandatory and, and clearly very important if you want to move on to um, the vision that we have for, that territory. for territory. I mean, it's, it's, nobody can say that you guys are not delivering and shipping. I mean, you guys just came on the scene a couple months ago. I remember when you first were about to launch, we, we did do a spaces together with a couple of the people from territory and yeah, you guys are, uh, you're definitely carving out a niche there. I, I do have a bunch of NFTs on territory. I have the yield gorillas from Gata. I've got the punks and I've got the, uh, the riot NFTs, but I don't monitor that as closely as I monitor stargaze, but it sounds like, as it gets closer to this app store, I'm going to have to do a video on territory pretty soon for YouTube. So I'll, I'll definitely look out for that. Um, I did draw for the, for the prizes. Let me just double check. And then, you know, we could definitely have a couple of people come up and ask questions to either Jacob or Ferryman uh, in a second. So just please request Mike, if you want to for the rebel that Jacob is putting up into the prize pool, the Twitter handle is Anuba gunk. So if you're paying attention, hopefully you are, you won, you want a, um, you want a rebel and I'm going to draw for a, uh, a disease of the body brain that I have in the prize wallet. If you guys just give me a second, number 31, that's going to be, uh, two, four, five, 28 max pain, max pain. You won the diseases of, of the body brain. I can't DM you, so you got to DM me, and uh, we'll, get that, we'll get that sorted out. Um, if anyone wants to request a mic, feel free. Otherwise, Jacob, Ferryman, if you guys have questions for each other, that would be uh, that would definitely, that's definitely time for that. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, Jacob, um, what you, you think about uh, the future of interchain NFTs? Um, because as you said, you, you're working at the same time on uh, your Juno project, but also on Stargaze. And um, what, what's your vision? What do you, what do you see coming out uh, with the more and more you know, connections between these different chains and uh, projects being able to move from one to another? One thing I see is like um, with intentionality, I feel like that kind of opened the space more. I don't know if you guys remember um, before IBC, <laughs> The Cosmos space was kind of dead in a sense. Not dead, but like not really as involved as it is right now. As soon as IBC came in, Osmosis came in in a play, and that's eerie one right now. So it's, everything went like kaboom. So I feel like um, with Intention NFT, that might have that same impact um, because even NFT on Stargates will be able to play around on Dao Dao or like on. Juno, or even on on territory, or any other NFTs, um. So that kind of opened the door for more like uh, or, or what's the word I'm looking for, um, ah, I, forgot, I, I can't remember the word, but yeah. So that's that's what I see, and also for 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 me, also for Skymarks, 
Um, and at last, that, that also opened the possibility for us to combine both projects because uh, we, are, we have a project on Juno and Stargaze. I wanted to have like a unified governance. So that also helped with the aspect. And and I love Juno, I love Stargate. So it opened the door for us to like fix, frictionless development where you could build a DAP on Juno because Juno is permissionless and use it on Stargate or like build something on, on the Cosmos chain if they enable Cosmos. So that's that's pretty cool. And also we can even have NFT from Ethereum flowing into Cosmos. Yeah, so the floor is the limit. Uh, not the floor, the sky is the limit. <laughs> but I don't really know <laughs> like what's the future entail, but I feel like it could have the same impact as IBC did to Cosmos. The interchange security is interesting because I don't think it's going to bring new people into Cosmos. I, I don't think. But, but within, within the ecosystem, it creates more of a playground for the people who are already here to kind of test it out, see what it's good for. And then maybe when the market turns around, that will be something that brings people into Cosmos, especially creators. Are you, are you, are Fairman, are you talking to intention NFT or intention security? Uh, I, I was wondering about interchain NFTs, but um, it's also interesting to to think about interchain security. And uh, I kind of agree with what you say, uh, Joe, regarding the fact that it's not necessarily going to uh, onboard a lot of new people. Maybe um, you know some uh, some more liquidity, but not that many people because it's not related to. Um, it's not one use case that wasn't uh, allowed on other ecosystems. You know, that's going to be a, a huge new thing. And, you know, people all of a sudden are starting to realize, okay, we need to uh, to move to Cosmos. But I like the idea that uh, it allows for uh, more experimentations within uh, the communities already existing. And I also believe from what you say, Jacob, uh, that you'd like to kind of uh, gather the, the governance for both the collections that we have um, a, a big matter of fragmentation when it comes to liquidity, when it comes to information, um, when it comes to tools overall. So uh, not saying that uh, a DAP store is the solution to everything, but the more I speak with, uh, for instance, the other day I was talking with um, uh, Tendermint Timmy, which is basically doing kind of the same thing in the sense that he wants to uh, create a way for people to get on board and, you know, get access to all the information available regarding uh, Cosmos in one single place and also the, the dashboard that they've been working on. So I really believe that, um, you know, the, the interchain security, interchain NFTs, and also the, the ability to have this kind of tools that kind of, kind of gather all the important information are very important for uh, all the different ecosystems within Cosmos, all the different communities to uh, to be more active, you know, to to create more opportunities overall. I think with interchain NFTs, and, and I'm wrong a lot, but my prediction is that the number one use case for interchain NFTs is going to be people trying to figure out how to sell their orbital apes on Stargaze. I think, that, I think that's going to be the number one, the number one use case because that's 10,000 orbital apes sitting on Evmos. And I think Evmos is going to be in big trouble for a while after that that nomad uh, bridge exploit. So people love orbital apes, but they are going to want to sell them on stargaze. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I think that's going to be like number one use case in the beginning. 
yeah probably this can be one of the of the big use cases and um i i'd say that what's even uh more exciting to me i mean of course interchain NFTs are very exciting and um you can also think about using tools that are not available on your on your local chain you could say uh using it but uh what's even more important especially when we think about onboarding is uh allowing for nfts from other ecosystem like evm uh chains to 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 uh to join the cosmos uh, i think axela has been working a lot on on these topics uh, they also are working I, I believe on solana so that's pretty interesting because um <laughs> obviously the the one use case that you were talking about is probably not going to uh, to create a lot of innovation, uh, but um, create more opportunities for holders to uh, to flip their JPEGs at the end of the day. But uh, if we also manage to create some incentive for people from um, Ethereum, Solana, whatever it is, uh, Matic, you know, to to wrap their NFTs and you know interact with some features that are not available uh, on their ecosystems, that could be something interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I, again, I I I don't think that interchain nfts is going to have like that initial pop that some people might think but when the market conditions are different i I, like i said i think it could attract more um creators and this is especially helpful because so many creators are flocking to polygon or solana especially from terra and there'll be other instances where you know you have a collapse kind of like terra and luna and those nft project creators that are very committed to their communities and to their collections they're going to migrate their collection before they think about folding the project completely i think this will be a great selling point for for the ecosystem true true would, would you like to open the floor for everybody of course yeah i don't have any requested mics people are are, are either too tired or too hung over or too shy but i'm looking through the room i don't think that many people are all that shy in this room if you have any question, anything you want me to clarify? Oh, actually, I have to clarify something. Someone DM me, told me I made a huge mistake in the beginning of this. Talking about the space skellies. Um, I didn't mean to burn the space skellies. You should not burn any NFTs unless you really know what you're doing. The the space skellies team is building an application where you you would burn the elixirs through their application to get the the nft that they're the the spaceship nft so don't burn your nfts i don't think it's a good idea <laughs> fully no one took your advice <laughs> i'm gonna check now but i hope no one burns skellies they're one of the hottest collections now the floor price is like three thousand stars don't burn them unless you really want to and by the way, talking about burning NFTs, um, maybe you've seen it, but um, what um, the other day on Solana, uh, someone bought a, a very expensive uh, Solana Monkey business NFT. Don't remember the the price exactly, but uh, it was uh, previously held by uh, a big Solana influencer, which is Ice Knife, and uh, he, he bought it because Ice Knife wanted to to sell it. Um, take some take some money out of it and you know rebuy it later on. Uh, at least it was uh, the strategy I had in mind. <laughs> what he said, but uh, someone bought it just to burn it and to make a point and create awareness about uh, what, what he's doing as a content creator and so on. Blah blah blah. But 
Uh, what do you think about this kind of um, uh, mechanisms? Uh, in this example, it's a very Dijon use case, but uh, uh, do, do you think it's interesting to uh, to explore these burn mechanisms when it comes to NFTs, or are you more into staking? I, to stake? I, um, I think just giving, I, I think it's just another example of people having actual ownership over the asset, and they have that power to, to burn it if they feel like it. And there's something about knowing that the NFT was here one day and now it's gone forever because of something that you did. It's it's I've burned some NFTs and it, it does give you like an initial satisfaction for some reason, but maybe that's because like you said, there's degen, there's degen um, elements, you know, in all of our blood. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I believe so. <laughs> I've, I've burned a couple Joe NFTs, be honest with you. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. And you know what? I don't like the ones that have the beret. I don't know why. I just don't like berets. And I think those, are, I burned two of those. Maybe, maybe like you said, there's something wrong with me, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Chris, Cameron, and join us. What's hey, up, what's up, guys? How you doing? Sorry, I was uh, listening to you guys while I was taking a shower, so I couldn't talk. So, <laughs> um, Hey, good, good morning, man. Someone on Someone on my time zone is up. Nice and early for brunch. Oh, yeah. I was up at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, but I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. <laughs> you know, when it's cold out, you're like, F this. I'm just going to wait here when it's warm. Trying to get those in. Good for you. Good for you. I had Don. Don had me up late last night. We did like a live stream. He shows up like 45 minutes late and then we talked for like three hours. I was exhausted. Yeah, it was great. I was with that. I, I remember showing up at 10 and you're like, Don's going to be late. <laughs> You know what he told me? He said, I have to take a bath. Can we push this ahead an hour? And I was like, no. Can we do it in 30 minutes, 40 minutes late? And then he said, he'll try. And But he made it. It was fun. That guy loves his bath, yeah. man. <laughs> but uh, for my question, um, yeah, as the market is kind of like what it is right now, we don't have a lot of interest and a lot of new people coming in. How do you plan um I guess market these DAOs and, and and make make people notice these DAOs and want to interact with them. Because as of right now, I only see like maybe like the same sixty or or hundred people or the people like that are interacting in Twitter Spaces and stuff are the only people who are interacting with these DAOs right now. And I think until we get more people really onto these DAOs and messing with them and breaking stuff, we really won't see the full potential from them. That's for me or that's for Jacob, right? Anyone can answer that. Uh, I like to hear all of you. Uh, I like to hear all of you. J J Jacob was like the first person that ever told me about Dow Dow, so I think he's the best person to answer. <laughs> You're funny. Put me on the spot. Um, so I would say um, uh, it's like there's not, there's not like a good answer to this, like a perfect answer. I would say as a, as a community, this has to be like a, a community driving process. It can't be just the founder of the project reaching out to everybody. Uh, you have to be like more like as a, uh, I would say like the whole platform have to reach to other projects. Let's say for Dada, they, they build that tooling, like reach out to other to other people to be involved with Dada. Or like as myself, as an NFT project, reach out to, to other people and let them know about Dada, like make YouTube video, make like do space and all that to interact with other ecosystem. But when I sent you on a bear market, it's really hard. Because in a bull market, all you have to do is launch something and, and it's become successful. But when on a bear market, most people don't really want to interact. Even if it's a good project, 
you you might not even get the the full full reach you wanted to in in the in 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 the bull market, especially if you form like a, a smaller project, you know. Um. So that's that's what I think, but uh, you never know. So uh, there might be other idea better than me. Um, that's most different. What do you, what do you think? I think you're right. I think the market conditions definitely are the biggest factor for just people's behavior in general. But what I do think is the projects that are able to survive the bear market, even if you feel like, oh, my community, it's only 10 people interacting every day. Those 10 people are going to be the most educated and most skilled people at relaying information about your project when the market does turn around you know let's say you have 10 really committed people in your DAO, and you are like damn i was hoping to have like 200 people committed to my DAO. when the market turns around those 10 people will be able to do host their own spaces those will be the people that write the medium articles those will be the people that do the twitter threads and they're basically going to turnkey the the one to two year bear market news and get the, the new people up to speed who hopefully will flood into the space the way they did during the last bull market. That's what I think. I think you have to always advocate for the future, the future audience and the future members of your project. That's who you're really worried about. You didn't meet them yet and they didn't buy your NFT yet, but you know, they're going to come. Yes. I I believe you're absolutely right on that. And I I believe also that's important. um, If you can create some kind of incentive or education or both, uh, towards your community, because as you said, you would rather have 10 people really involved and ready to contribute to the project rather than uh, a thousand people that don't care at all about what you're doing. And um, I, I believe maybe something that could be interesting, and this is exactly what you're doing also with all the content that you create. Um, I, I believe content creation is something that uh, doesn't really care about uh, the market condition, in the sense that if you manage to create content that uh, interests a lot of people, uh, basically, you you will have a, a very useful asset in order to uh, to survive the bear market, but also to to move forward uh, with the next cycle because uh, it's a way for you to uh, to share your your vision about the product the the project. Sorry, uh, but also a way for you to keep the conversation going with uh, more and more people to get on board it. So, uh, I believe turning some community members that are very active into content creators is really key. And um, showing kind of an example by doing it yourself is also very interesting. You know, I agree. I agree. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff that I do, I do it hoping that in six months, somebody finds it and it helps them, you know? So that, that's, that's, that's most of the motivation, I got to say. Um, in crypto, you had your hand up and then Robo, you know, definitely chime in after him. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me up. Uh, I got to say you're hosting uh, and moderating a great space uh, as usual. So thanks for putting this together. I had a question. I had a question. Oh, thanks, man. I was worried because I didn't have a co-host and usually I get a co-host that's better than me and I was worried, but <laughs> I'll take that as a big compliment. B-Bands was busy today. I, you know what? I slapped this together Sunday morning. I didn't want to bother people to like wake up on Sunday, but yeah, I'm like, I'll try it by myself. See how it goes. All right. So I got a question. I got a comment for Jacob. And then I got a question for both Joe and also territory. So first my comment, um, thanks Jacob for the sky monks. I minted some sky monks as well. And I'm, I'm holding a few. Um, I wanted to just check, like, I know that some people may not know, but there's like, 
with some of the SkyMonks, there's also an audio file and some music. And, you know, I'm friends with uh, Quasar at Cosmo Studios. And so he kind of got me involved with that. And do you have any other plans for audio files with your NFTs? Um, so as of right now, um, nothing for now. But you know, Crazy is the one is one who, who, who create uh, the the music aspect of the NFT. So he's still here, still working with him. So in the future, we might have some other plan. But for right now, nothing for now. But we should have in the future. But why not? Nothing. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's like an underappreciated uh, part of it is the the actual music audio file. So that adds another layer to it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So, and the music, one thing I love about it, like, he did such a good job. Um, So, it's not, each piece are kind of unique. So, it's not all of them, it's not hearing, hearing the same sound over and over. So, most of them are, like, different. So, that's that's pretty, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's like a... And also, for for the one-on-one, also, we have special one for the one-on-one, too. So, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. So, we're kind of, like, Actually, I would say panning in a sense, like we're the first one to do that on, on, on Juno. So that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a PFP art and an audiophile NFT, like two NFTs in one. That's a pretty neat feature, but um, good, to, good to see it. And then a question for Joe. Uh, I saw the tweet the other day that you were saying something like you had some utility cooked up for uh, Joe and Joe V3 NFTs. Uh, are you able to leak any alpha about your thoughts on that yet? Um, no, I, I just DM Timmy and I said, you know, um, you could possibly use NFT staking that's been built by other projects. People can stake their NFT and you could use it as a way to distribute the airdrop better for the Joe chain, because there will be apps on the Joe chain. The Joe token is worthless. It's just, it's going to be like a, like a test net token, but the test net already has the most up-to-date software in that's possible in Cosmos. Like they've done, they've done updates faster than even Juno's most recent update. So the devs that built that chain as a test net, let's, let's say a live, a main test net, they, they've told me that that chain is going to get used quite a bit. So I figured, Hey, why don't we try to take advantage of staking, you know, rebels or owlies, whoever's building the staking, see if we could just use the V3 NFTs. So people can get, uh, we get better distribution of the token. So people will be able to use the chain when there are apps rolled out there that's all i could really tell you i remember i didn't make the the nfts i think there are way too many of the v3s and and only people that had the v1s got the airdrop for the uh for the joe token it's not distributed very well one of the devs has like all the tokens and whenever i want tokens to give away i just dm them hey can you send me ten thousand tokens and that's how we've been doing it it's really uh i don't know it's it's not the best way but the chain is is going to be used if that if that makes sense cool i mean i'm hodling my joe nfts but i haven't gotten too much involved with the the joe token but that's that's my next uh kind of thing to dig into so dig into so D- dm me i'll send you i'll send you some but there's nothing to do on there except liquid staking and the liquid staking when it was rolled out was broken and the whole validator set got slashed like 50 percent. so everyone who was staking their tokens got slashed on the whole chain and uh it was just like a like an upgrade issue, I think, because um, basically one dev controls the chain 
even though there are 10 validators, he's got like 70% of the staked assets. And he's doing that just so he could, I guess, work on his own. It's Pupmos. And then Reese is the other one. But uh, hey, look, maybe if, um, maybe if you see me on TV associated with the current SEC issue, maybe the, maybe the, uh, maybe the uh, NFTs will actually be in demand. I don't know, man. I was told not to say anything about that. So I want to so badly troll myself, but I, I, I was told to shut up. So we'll hey, see. Publicity it comes in many forms. Good publicity, bad publicity kind of doesn't matter sometimes. So it could. Maybe I'll get a free, maybe I'll get a free trip to South Korea or, uh, or maybe I'll get to take a day off work and uh, fill out some papers or some garbage like that. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I was told to don't, uh, don't say anything and don't make videos about it. And I, I want to so bad. Yeah. 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 Don't go all Sam Bankman freed on us and just start like going to the press with every detail. Just keep it, keep it on the down low. Um, another kind of question and comment one, just one last one for territory. Uh, so I've got a few of the NFTs there as well. I was wondering like what the plans were. One of them is, with the UI, because the UI for the NFTs is a little bit uh, clunky when you're trying to search like traits and stuff, and especially for the punks, which are like thousands of punks. So the UI is kind of like tough because I've got a few traits that I like more than others, but you got to scroll through like hundreds of NFTs to, to find what you need. And it's not so user friendly. I'm wondering, number one, if the UI is going to get a refresh somehow for the NFTs. And number two, um, I know that you didn't speak yet about the, the value of the token, the Tory token itself, because, you know, it's really come down. looks like it's bottomed, which is a good thing. And, you know, a lot of other tokens came down at around the same time. But I'm wondering, like, you know, what your plans are for the tokenomics, if any, because I know you're talking about building interfaces and things. But what do you think about the tokenomics for Tory? How's that going to work out for you? Thanks. Very good questions. And uh, yeah, regarding the UI, we, we got uh, quite a few feedbacks on it. So yeah, we, we know that uh, we're missing the filters, the search bar, um, the, the responsive also um, for, for, the, for the marketplace. Uh, also a few uh, smaller updates on the launchpad, for instance, uh, to know what projects have been launched and mints are over, uh, what, are going, what projects are going to be launched and what mints are live. Um, and also, if possible, to have a, an idea of the supply and the mint price on the project cards itself. So, um, to to be fully transparent, um, we we put these uh, updates right after the the, um, the next release that we have, which are the App Store, the social feed, um, and the freelance marketplace. Uh, we already have a, a complete backlog uh, that I uh, regularly talk about with some of the guys working on. Um, these features, I um, mean, the marketplace and the launchpad, and um, I don't have an ETA to to tell you yet. I can tell you that um, they they understand the, the the I mean, the guys working on the marketplace and the launchpad understand that it's important that we have these features, uh, but at the same time, we had a lot to deal with with the uh, next release. So uh, maybe in March uh, we have more time um, to optimize what has been built uh, on these features. And um, regarding the responsive, I can tell you that most of the screens have been uh, built um, for the web version, at least. It's not merged yet, but it's been built. And um, then we'll move on to the uh, desktop and mobile versions later on when we uh, deal with the um, token-gated groups. Uh, 
but yeah, maybe March uh, to to give you uh, an idea of when we, we have more time, um, more bandwidth in order to to do these updates. And I really believe that uh, this is the, the the bare minimum for marketplace to be um, to be useful and yeah, complete. Um, not talking about innovation, just to me, it's, it feels like it's really the basics. So uh, we, we, we don't forget about it, just a matter of time. And, uh, and it's the same also regarding the token in the sense that um, obviously since right now we have the NFT launchpad, the marketplace, uh, we don't have uh, this big recurring use case yet on the platform for the token. Um, we believe that two, two features that are going to be I mean, the, the three features that we're going to release um, in February and uh, early March for the service marketplace are going to make a big difference in the sense that we're going to release the dApp store. On the first version, you'll be able to access all the dApps that are listed on it and interact with them uh, directly using the territory UI. But uh, we can also think about using uh, some Tori as fees for these dApps. Uh, we can also think about creating some kind of um, cut uh, in the, in the, these different DApps business model. So uh, Tori is used at this point. Um, another thing that is going to make a difference, I believe, is the social feed because every time you're going to post some content, um, comment, interact, um, send a tip. Not, not send a tip because when you send a tip, there is no, no cut from us, uh, from the, the protocol. But um, every time you, you publish content and interact on the social feed, you're going to pay a fee. Uh, in the form of Tori. So we believe it's going to have an impact on the price action. And last but not least, we also believe that the um, the implementation of the service marketplace um, that will allow you to uh, hire someone for service in Tori, but also in other IBC DNAMs uh, will be something interesting because even though uh, not every gigs uh, will be paid in Tori, uh, the fees will be paid in Tori, but most importantly, it's going to create a use case uh, that we believe is maybe one of the most um, bear market proof in the sense that at any point during a year, during a, um, whatever time period you think about, uh, you could need, need to hire someone for a gig uh, or you could need to find someone to hire you for, for your service. So uh, we believe it's going to create kind of this recurring uh, use case. Uh, that will create traction, growth, and at the end of the day, also have an impact on the price action, even though it's not uh, a very direct uh, way of addressing it. So d don't know if it's, uh, if it's clear enough to answer your question, but uh, this is how you, we feel about it. Um, right now, really, the, the, the most important thing for us is to uh, ship um, these features that are going to completely sh uh, shift the perception um, that we have right now of the product. And uh, moving forward, trying to find the product market fit that allows for uh, regular growth in terms of users. And at the end of the day, will be also very uh, important for the token price action. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I got to drop for family stuff, but thanks very much. Cheers, guys. Cool. Thanks for coming up, man. Nice to talk to you. Robo, I know you've been waiting, man. What do you got? Well, uh, Joe, you've got people with like hands up. I'll come in in a second uh, if you wanna. You wanna bring the hands up? No, no. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Airdrop uh, scanner. How you doing? Hello, everyone. Uh, first of all, thank you so much to organize these uh, sessions. Uh, I really thankful to Cosmos Joy 
uh, your uh, your efforts in cosmos community is uh, really very good uh, i know this sky monk owner mr jacob uh, i think uh, he's uh, 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 i think one year ago i was uh, uh, i know him i was contact him i know the mr jacob efforts for the sky monk is really very appreciable and doing really really good job uh, my question is very simple uh, just for, from uh, mr jacob can you share the future development uh, because uh, you know the competitions in the market so i like uh, like launching sky monk in other platform like uh, 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 you know uh, the platform from out of cosmos like uh, rose and other marketplace another marketplace like uh, tori has launched marketplace and there are many marketplace other than cosmos so we should consider the sky monk in other platforms or not so can you share any uh, idea about this thank you uh then thank you ajar for for coming up yeah so um as to launching new energy so why now i'm not focusing on launching uh any new energies most if if i launch maybe it's gonna be either by the end of the year or next year so why now i'm just gonna focus mostly on on building on keep building skymark and cosmic skymark and in the in the long term kind of like build dabs so and build atlas there so why now there's no no collection in the foreseeable future but if anything change uh, i will let uh, the community know but why now i want to focus my full attention in this two collection and this two collection already to um, uh, uh, already a lot so <laughs> i don't want to add into 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 the aspect um but yeah so if the community wants something we might do maybe a free mail or something like that but that's that should be about it for for now uh, unless we're doing some gaming stuff but that's that's about it thank you so much thank you so much i know your efforts i know you are working very good and from long time you are working very hard so this is very good for us uh, soon we will success and we all always with you and also cosmos jo thank you so much to organize this type of space thank you everyone hey no problem man and i uh, i did send you your your prize i believe so just make sure you got it if you didn't get it just dm me thank you so much thank you so much thank you sir anytime Robo man you're up and after Robo I'd like to close it out just so this doesn't go on on and on and on but this was a great space I have to say two established builders you know at the same time don't often get two people like that at the same exact time on these spaces so I appreciate it but yeah Robo get yeah, jump in man you've been waiting a long time Yeah I yeah uh, I missed the beginning I wish I wish I'd been listening from the start uh, I will go back and listen to the recording uh, Joe is my audio okay Can you hear yeah, me okay? It's, yeah, it's it's actually better than when you were testing it this morning, be honest with you. Cheers, bro. Thanks for that. Uh I mean, 
It's a very simple question. Uh, this has been on my mind for like, like well, not recently, but uh, before. Uh, NFTs, and I'm thinking about, you know, cycles like bull market there, bear market, right, what we've seen. This is like the first uh, bull and bear market where NFTs have had like any relevance whatsoever. They were only invented really in what, 2018 or whatever it was. Like they've had no fucking relevance until this like uh, bull and bear, if, if we're describing this as a bear. I want to know, and, and I've never heard from you, guy from Torrey before. This is the first time I've heard you, man. Uh, I, I, is he French? Is, is that, are you, whereabouts in there? Fran, Fran, France are you from, dude? Yeah, I'm French. <laughs> I guess you can yeah, tell by about, my accent. <laughs> whereabouts, though? I've got a lot of good French friends. Whereabouts? Uh, Where are you I'm, from? Uh, I'm in Paris, but I come from the West Coast. Oh, do you? Okay, interesting. My, my, I've got a few friends like from uh, the north, northwest coast. Uh, oh, really? Lovely people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I want to know something. Jacob, sorry about what happened the other week. I do apologize, but out of my control. I want to know from you two guys, the main speakers tonight, what's the biggest fucking lesson that you've learned over the last 12 months? So I'm, at the minute, I'm marking like the, the bear market, if we're going to describe it as a bear market, right? Is the Ukraine-Russia war, that's where everything started to slide. By April, it was all downhill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You guys have had to build uh, NFT projects, you know, during this storm, during this winter. Like, I want to know from you guys as like, you know, founders and, and devs and blah, 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 right? What's the biggest fucking number one lesson that you've learned from the last 12 months because nfts weren't relevant before then so like yeah Jacob. oh yeah so for me it would be um like when i launched it i'll say don't overspend <laughs> even if you're in a bull market i made that mystical one like trying to get more people interaction in the project and kind of even give freebies for the most part i'll say don't don't do that if if if, we, if people don't want to do anything for a project leave it alone and just keep building and at the end of the day you'll find people who actually want to be want to interact with your project so that's the biggest lesson because earlier on because it wasn't a bull market i mean chaos like oh freebies freebies but yeah that's the biggest lesson i learned and you will better you'll be better off using that spending um to do stuff that's gonna benefit the project and kind of like um, do stuff kind of like not give away stuff I mean, but like other things that can benefit the project in the long run instead of freebies because you want people to interact, uh, to talk on Discord or do all that thing. So that's the biggest lesson I, I learned. <laughs> wow. That's like the biggest validation of fucking raccoon I've ever heard, because that's exactly what we fucking did and some. But uh, your man from uh, Territory, Joe, I've, I've loved listening to this guy uh, tonight. I'm going to have to listen to more of his spaces like, yeah, he's cool as fuck. But uh, dude, yeah, what about yourself? I'd say that the biggest lesson I got from the past 12 months is focus on what really matters and know who you're talking to in the sense that um, especially when you, you want to launch an NFT project, 
there are tons of aspects to keep in mind, but um, you really need to focus your energy. And uh, I get the same feeling from, uh, as Jacob said, like, uh, don't overspend money where it doesn't matter that much. So um, I'd say, yeah, take some time to uh, really understand what drives uh, the audience you're trying to uh, to work with. Um, take as much time as possible trying to understand what they have in mind, what they're looking for. Um, talk with as many people as possible, whether it's project owners, uh, community members, and uh, and don't forget to spend as much time as possible creating content yourself because um, I, I believe if I look at the, uh, the, um, the different projects that are launching on Territory Launchpad right now, I believe that uh, the most successful projects have three components in common. Uh, the first one is most of the times there is um, a very straightforward incentive to uh, join the project, uh, whether it's a uh, play to earn, it's uh, uh, revenue sharing, it's taking rewards, uh, whether it's uh, uh, a potential because there is a, a big uh, buy pressure, so a potential for a, a 10x or, you know, uh, whatever, uh, multiply to, to add to, to the floor price. So that's for the first component I see. The second one is uh, there is always moments where the, the team behind the project is going to um, to introduce themselves and you know uh, to to be transparent as much as possible on what they're trying to do. So build trust as much as possible by uh, by being uh, available, by creating content, uh, by being as transparent as possible on what you're doing and what you're willing to do. And the the third thing I'd say is um, you know be as um, as present as possible, especially on social media, in the sense that. Just by, you know, communicating on a daily basis and never lacking a day, uh, you're going to be better than uh, at least 50% of the projects out there. So if you manage to keep these three uh, components in your project, uh, not saying that you're going to be the next big thing or, you know, you're going to do um, to be the, the, <laughs> the top project, but uh, relatively speaking, you're going to be a well-established project probably. And uh, I also believe that these three components also um, also the same when it comes to other ecosystems, the difference being the level of competition and, um, then the, the metas that are a little bit different, uh, if you compare to Ethereum to Solana, but yeah, that, that's my big, uh, takeaway from, uh, this past year. And it, I believe it also applies to, uh, not just NFTs, but, uh, building a layer one, building a DAP, whatever it is. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. And, uh, and 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 to follow up on that, uh, bro, how how do you feel about bloat? Right, uh, a lot of the the shit I hear right now is about teams that are basically like fucking bloated with like way too many people and the need to. You work in the industry right now. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? About like there's like twelve man teams when there should be like a four man team. Like, do you know what I'm on about or not? You probably don't. Yeah, you mean, um, I mean, it, it, I believe it's a difference also between uh, big corporations and uh, small teams with the kind of a startup mindset uh, because, you know, people in big corporations are attracted to titles. They're attracted to kind of prestige and uh, they're, they're going to create um, some justification for them being there. Uh, if I If I understand correctly what you mean by bloated teams, but if you keep this, um, even even though it's a kind of a web two mindset, but you know this startup mindset, um, trying to be as efficient, trying to monitor what you're doing on a daily basis, 
um, you will avoid it. And I, I'd say that the best way to avoid this kind of issues, because at the end of the day, it's kind of a rich man's problem to deal with bloated teams. Uh, the, the best way to, to avoid it is to get started as soon as you can. Um, and, you know, take a little bit of risk in the sense that uh, you need to to perform. You need to uh, you you need to create some impact at the end of the day for the project to go on and you know uh, keep delivering. Uh, if you have some kind of security net every time you take a decision, not saying that you don't have to uh, to, to keep securities uh, in the sense that you, you don't have to uh, run in every direction like a madman, but just saying that if you don't think about if you don't think too much about this stuff. Um, because you, you're focused on building, you're focused on what you're doing, um, you should be able to avoid this kind of issues. Fair play, bro. Uh, I do. I, I must say, this is the first time I've listened to this guy tonight. What a diamond uh, in the rough. And dude, I'm going to be listening to your spaces like a fucking lot more. Yeah. Uh, cheers, Joe. Mind, Joe. Your your, you know, we can't deny it. It's there. Your video with Don said like a lot. Uh, this is not the space to talk about it, Joe, but tomorrow, maybe you want to come on Rack FM uh, tomorrow morning if you're free when you wake up or whatever, and we'll talk about uh, your video with Don and a few things that were discussed and maybe some of the things I've touched on tonight, you know where I'm talking, you know I'm talking about bloated teams of fucking hanger on, like, this is starting to get the people, starting to get the f- people having free rides in crypto it's starting to fucking grind on people mind i, I agree do, and do. Uh, no and y- your questions are great for nft projects in general because nft project creators are responsible for raising their own funds there is no community pool for nft projects you can't go into a community pool saying hey my nft project ran out of money and I don't want to fire my four friends. So can you just continue to pay our bull market salaries, even though everybody's struggling? And one thing I have to say about NFT projects, they raise their own money. They do their own marketing. They do their own uh, curating of the teams. They build their own social media um, channels and they produce their own products. And a lot of the teams that are building DeFi applications or even infrastructure, I, I I see a lot of them just dismiss NFTs completely, but the NFTs operate a lot more like businesses. I should say the NFT projects operate a lot more like businesses than a lot of these dev teams that are, you know, trying to convince us that they're so smart and we need them to build all this Web3 stuff. There isn't going to be Web3 stuff if nobody learns a lesson from this this bear market about runway and bloated teams and efficient use of 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 the capital that they do have so but like you said maybe but like you said maybe a conversation for another space oh i do love joe's space dude i'm I'm looking forward to getting back in and listening to you joe and i'm also looking forward to when your uh, face is uh on paperwork in congress because you do realize that's gonna happen like literally yeah I, I hope that like my parents are not watching fox business and then they just oh. see like because my parents don't even know where twitter is probably and it's i can't believe that they did that even though you know they have this guy's dms but they chose to use a tweet it's so stupid but anyway i i always get myself off track i'll try not to but I'll try to get on Rack FM because I am off work tomorrow, and uh, we could definitely we could definitely chit chat a little bit about that. 
Deny, 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 bro. That's it. Information <laughs> about the part about what I'm doing with, with the collection on Juno. You can there's a pin tweet on top. You can check it out. I really appreciate your honest feedback too. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, but and also for you, for you and um, and Ferryman, any important tweets you have that you put in the nest, also put it on the thread for this spaces. That way, it stays around for a lot longer than when we close out the space. But uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you guys. I'm gonna close it out. This was a great one. And Robo, yeah, you'll definitely do yourself a service listening to the beginning where Jacob lays out the new. Uh, I won't say the new plan, but the new value proposition for the collection on loop, which I think is an underrated collection. And uh, the, the, the fact that he did something that no one else did and it was overlooked just because of the platform that it was on. I think Jacob, you could overcome this by rolling out exactly what you plan to roll out as far as backing the, the NFT with actual money and making it redeemable. I think that's a good move. Uh, Ferryman. I really learned a lot about territory because we see collections launching on territory. We're like, what the hell are they doing over there compared to Stargaze? And you guys are going after a, a niche that they're really not right now. And like you said, I think the platforms complement each other more than they compete. Although there is a little bit of competition for, you know, liquidity and, 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 um, and creators, I'm sure. Uh, I'll definitely be monitoring this DAP store that's going to roll out. And uh, I'll keep everyone as up to date as I can. I've got some banger spaces coming, by the way. Wednesday night, uh, DeFi 101, we have liquid staking derivatives with the team from Stride. Then on um, Saturday night, I believe it's going to be Saturday night or Sunday morning, um, Australian time zone will <laughs> spaces with the Rebels who just rolled out their own NFT staking platform. Um, following week, I have a whole spaces planned with the Kato team about KYC and on-ramps. I've got some interviews with some, some devs, Carter Wetzel of Shade. I got Jack Zamplin of Sommelier and Strangelove. I'm still trying to iron out a time to meet with Sonny. So I got some good spaces, some good YouTube coming. I'm, uh, I took a break, but now I'm back into it. And then I also have, if you've been listening this long, you deserve to hear this. I have my own NFT collection that... Uh, not sure how I'm going to distribute it yet. It's going to be a very tiny collection of about 25 NFTs. It will be absolutely packed with, let's say, use case. I'm not going to say it's going to be valuable. It's not going to be an investment. Use case that has never been done before. I promise that. I promise that. Very. Ex I don't say experimental because I have a ver very clear vision of what I want to do with these, but it is going to be a little bit of an experiment, as in there'll be some surprises, I'm sure um and and road bumps along the way but that collection is going to be e extremely exclusive and i'm not sure how i'm going to distribute yet but i think it's going to be about 25 nfts well well do, do I, I love everything about you honest to god i could grab you i could face hug you and just i could grab your jowls and shake you around and give you a kiss like winston Oh, Dude, I almost I almost came to Thailand looking for you, man. I was if you look at my Google search history, you'll think that that I lost my effing mind the last like week. But uh it was uh I'm glad to hear your voice, put it that way. Jack Zamblin, though, I I I that, that I mean the cunts got me blocked, you know, and and I think at the right at the end, if you haven't interviewed him yet, 
uh, at the end, you need to say, look, Jack, you know, let's be honest here, right? Someone took a photo of you and Jelena and photoshopped Beyonce's face onto Jelena for a laugh because, like, Beyonce, Jay-Z, like, could you not get, like, like, someone needs to say to Jack, like, Jack, like, really, dude? Are, are you that, like, behind the times? Like, are you that, like, behind the culture? Like, I mean, come on, dude. Come on. That's, I think maybe um, maybe we should do a spaces, and the, the title of the spaces can be Are Jokes Still Funny in the Bear Market? <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll ask him that for sure. I actually, I met him. And we just chatted for like 20, 30 minutes about nothing blockchain related. And he's, uh, I think as far as communication goes, he's definitely a much better communicator than a lot of the devs out there. And it's easy to have normal conversation with him for someone like me who does not have any tech know-how whatsoever. So I'll, I'll, I'll no, ask him, no. I'll ask, I, I'm not going to ask him. I'm going to say, hey, dude, you got to unblock some people that made a joke. You know? What Joe probably and most of you doesn't know is that like when Rama and I had our first like ever proper show back in March of last year after Prop 16 and the shit, Jack was the main guest. Uh, we'd had Jacob on a couple of days before. He was very like present. Seven. He was very present on spaces around the time that I came into the ecosystem, which was right about now last year. So I, 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 I got, I want to ask him mostly about the value accrual of the Adam token, because he was such a big Adam 2.0 proponent, obviously. And I want to also talk about sommelier because, you know, say what you want. I think that's one of the better DeFi protocols that are out there in terms of actually being useful and monetized. And um, it's on Ethereum, but it's, I think it's a good protocol. So I, I'll, I'll, I want to ask him definitely if he would be more, I would say call a community facing on spaces on some live streams, because I think he's also, um, I think he's got Don block too, which I, I think if you block Don Kryptonium, I think you're making a humongous mistake. Even if you're offended by everything he says, I think it's a big mistake, but yeah, Robo, maybe we'll, uh, I'll give you my, um, my list of questions and you could definitely insert what you want ask. Cause I usually do community questions for these interviews and I've got a bunch, but, uh, yeah, definitely. You could definitely feel free to give me some input there. Well, Joe, I don't, I don't envy you because right now is such a critical time with uh, the call one subdel, right? With the real like decentralization of uh, Juno, and I think what's about to happen in the next like three to four months, especially by the end of Q two, you're going to see at least two members removed. Jack isn't first, by the way. No, what's what's your man's what's your man who's going there? Uh, block, block, fucking, I uh, block shit house. Is that his name? Uh, that his some, name? It's, it's some, something like that. <laughs> you know, I'm taking the piss though, but actually, I'm quite surprised. And apparently, Joe, I didn't even know this is recorded, so I should shut up. Apparently, Wolf, Wolf is back in the game now. Uh, if anyone was on that spaces, I listened in a little bit to uh, Jake. Like he's like, "Oh, Wolf has come back and he's doing some shit," and I'm like, "What? Okay, okay." I think yeah. I think he had a, I think he had a kid around the same time I had a kid. So yeah, this is about right four four to six months to get your life in order once you have a baby. I think that's about right. So Joe, how was your how was your little one doing now? How old's your little one, son? Before we finish oh, up, how old? Uh, little one is four months old, and she's. 
put it this way daddy's her favorite just put it that way so girl girl loves me and uh i bought her a lot of nfts the last couple months including iraq your man's fucking blessed isn't he your man's blessed i'm gonna say good night to you all uh jacob yeah i'll get in i'll get in the dms mate tomorrow i'm feeling a bit better now all he is take care i love his loads right watch what you're doing good night tonight Take care, everybody. Thanks for stopping in, every Robo, and everyone else who contributed. Sky Monks, um, Cosmic Sky Monks, I'll definitely look back into those, and uh, I'll do some video material on Territorias as soon as that App Store rolls out. Can't wait. Take care. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was NFT Boozy Brunch, NFTs as DAO Tokens with Sky Monks, hosted by Cosmos Joe. Recorded on Sunday, February 19th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Plank canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor We take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.